0: I was uh, kind of worried that he might be uh, taking drugs or something at that point, because he was getting sick a lot. He was always complaining that he was tired. And uh, he wasn't uh, always seemed like himself. He was uh, kind of grumpy a lot with me. So, you know, it was really hard as a parent to try to Get through and communicate with him, so I was worried for him.
1: Josh and I were very close, and he would confide in me a lot. But there was times when he would just shut me out and just say, "I need to be alone, mom," and you know, give me, give me some time, which I did. But in that time, I was like, "What's going on with him? Why isn't he talking to me?" Um, and again just had to give it to God, because there was nothing that I could do at that point, but pray and have faith that God would protect him and that he would bring him back. Mm.
2: Welcome to It Is Written Canada. Thank you for joining us.
3: We all have significant influences that have touched our lives in ways that have shaped us to become the people we are today.
2: Yes, and without those people, we can't imagine what our lives would look like today. Our special guest is Joshua Hernandez, a man whose life is influencing many young men here in Oshawa, Ontario at Kingsway College. And Josh has agreed to share his story with us.
3: Josh, thank you for joining us on 80 Rits in
4: Canada. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Josh, uh, you work here at Kingsway College and you work with young men. Tell us about why you do that, what you do, and and, uh, maybe some stories about some of the experiences you have in the dorm.
4: Okay. Yeah, so uh, Kingsway College is just um, located here in Oshawa, Ontario, and it's a Christian boarding school. And um, what my role is, is as a dean, I, I take care of the students. And so I make sure they get up in the morning, actually go to class and do what they need to do. And then in the evenings, we have worships, um, we do fun activities together, and uh, we just try and keep a a positive, uh, Jesus-centered life and role model um, for me and the students and to be able to connect with them and mentor them in in whatever way is possible, yeah. Um, Some fun experiences that I've had with some of the students um, would be um, planning different activities um, we made a card, a thank you card, for one of the teachers when they were having a bad day. And we were able to give some encouragement to um, another one of the teachers who, um, whose mother or father had passed away, um, and they were able to, to help them in that way.
1: When Joshua was a little boy, uh, he said to me one day, he said, I want to be, um, he was very sad that he found out that some children didn't have any fathers. Mm-hmm. And he said, "I would like to be when I grow up a father for all those boys and girls that don't have any any parents." And that was very touching to me that he said that. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny how life is that now he's in this position where he is, a, you know, a father figure in a way to these uh, boys um, when uh, they're facing some major challenges sometimes in their lives. And uh, it's, uh, it's exciting that he has, um, that God has brought him to this place where he is able to um, share his faith with uh, these boys and to help them, mentor them on to uh, do great things for God. So
3: Josh, take us back to the people who have influenced your life.
4: Yeah, um, definitely my grandfather was one of the biggest role models or influences in my life. He um, was always positive. He was always encouraging. He just helped me to see what Jesus was like. And as a pastor, it was his job to take care of the family, but also take care of the church. And so he would often take me on different trips, um, different meetings. I would get to see what uh, his life was like and how he connected with different people. And also would always just take care of me. Uh, rock me to sleep, sing songs to me, and he was just really a, a loving and positive person in my, in my life. Some other people that influenced me would be um, Ashley Brown, who currently is the Camp Frenda cook. Um, her and I had a great relationship when I worked at the camp, which is located in Muskoka's, and uh, also the previous cook before that, whose name was uh, Susan James, and we had a great relationship. She was definitely like a grandmother figure to me. Um, very encouraging, very loving, very positive and just helped to guide me when i was coming back to the faith um, and to be uh, just a positive role model in general Um, ashley especially was very encouraging towards me especially coming back into the faith she was like a big sister to me and was very inspiring and encouraging helping me to just process some thoughts and emotions and also just being there for advice and good counsel we worked really well together she has an amazing family and two beautiful kids And uh, I just had great memories and a really positive experience with her.
2: Josh, your grandfather was a huge spiritual influence in your life. Tell us a little bit about his life. What was that like?
4: Yeah, so he was one of 12 brothers and sisters and he grew up in Sri Lanka, which was formerly known as Ceylon. Um, He had a hard upbringing, actually. His father was an alcoholic and his mother was a stay-at-home mom. And so he eventually had to stand up to his dad and to put the abuse aside and then he actually ended up leaving Sri Lanka to go to Australia for schooling and join the Adventist Church and became a pastor where he then moved to Oshawa, Ontario and actually worked at Kingsway College
2: so he had a he had a rich uh, past yes uh, was he a missionary at some stage
4: he did uh, some call porting i believe yeah where he would go door to door and tell people about Jesus and also just work hard to share the gospel. Um, He also learned how to bake when he was in Australia, and he would also make these famous Chelsea buns for our family, which is one of my mother's favorite things.
2: And you're quite the cook
4: yourself. I try, I try. (laughs) You you do a great job. You must have got it from your grandfather. I must have got it from my grandfather.
3: (laughs) And now you work at Kingsway College too, just like your grandfather did. Yes, exactly.
0: Wow. I think um, starting off with the My father-in-law, Ralph, he uh, was a good cook, and he watched and learned some things from my father-in-law. And uh, also myself, I would help Sandra in the kitchen, or sometimes if she was working late, I'd be the one cooking the meal and uh, making them what they liked. And uh, my father uh, owned my, was a chef as well, He owned a pizza Italian restaurant in New York City. So um, he had good influence from all the men as far as uh, knowing how to cook. Well, we always joked that Joshua had uh, two sets, two fridges, two sets of parents, uh, two houses, because my father-in-law, would uh, Ralph, would pick him up from school and and would have food ready for them, and uh, so they were very, he was very blessed that way, so were the other boys, and uh, they had a good upbringing in a good Christian home.
1: My father was, he was just a, had a very steadfast faith in, in God, and he was very positive influence on my life, uh, and, then in turn on my children's life. I have three boys, uh, Nathan and uh, Jason, and Joshua is the third boy. And there's a little bit of a gap. So Josh, Joshua got a little bit teased by his older brothers. And uh, as a mom, I was a little protective of the youngest and he, he became a little bit of a, a mama's boy and uh but it, it's a good thing because we were close and we remain close as as adults too josh growing up what was your relationship with god
3: and the church like
4: growing up my relationship with god was really stable um, growing up in a christian home god was just part of the picture it's What we did every week, we worshiped together in church, family worships. I had a really good picture of God, I would say, growing up, and especially seeing my grandfather and his ministry really helped me to have a good picture of who God was in my life and and with me constantly. Um, Growing up, we were a family of three boys, and so I was the youngest. Both of my brothers are eight and nine years older than me. We had lots of fun growing up. parents and grandparents were both very loving and we often spent lots of time doing family trips, going to visit family in California and um, just spending time as a family was was essential growing up to us. So we bonded very closely as a family and I enjoyed my church and uh, God having Him in my life um, and it was just a great experience for me.
3: So Josh, it sounds like your childhood years were really good. What about your teenage years?
4: Teenage years were a little bit of a struggle. Um, It was hard to find my identity and to really build my relationship with God at that point. Um, Different challenges presented themselves, trying to fit in, be my own person, discover my own identity. These are things that I struggled with. And so looking forward, trying to find out what my pathway was or my future and finding God in that was definitely challenging for me.
2: Of course, your grandfather was always a, a stable person in your life and keeping you solid through whatever those challenges were. There were a lot of different things happening at once at that time. How did you deal with those challenges?
4: Yeah, my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer in my high school years, and that really shook me. Um, it shook my faith and it shook just my de- my identity. Um, I really had a hard time figuring out who I was and starting to question whether I wanted God in my life if I wanted to still be a Christian, and really having an anger towards God, seeing my grandfather who served as a person of faith and ministry going through such struggling and hard times.
2: Mm. And what was it like when he passed away?
4: It was devastating for me. Um, Going through those raw emotions, it really was hard for me to process. Um, I had always wanted for him to see his dying wish was to see me graduate from high school, that I felt that God had taken him just too soon, and I couldn't reconcile those feelings and those emotions with what I was going through. Unfortunately, that meant I turned to hookup culture, uh, drugs and alcohol, and other outlets for me to find ways to deal with the emotion and deal with the stress.
2: Was there ever a time, Josh, where you completely rejected God, completely rejected the church?
4: Yeah, I was going through some family struggles and some internal problems at that time. There was a lot of moving parts, Um, I didn't fully reject God, but I definitely left the church during that time. Um, Just seeing everything and dealing with everything was a bit too much for me and I began to pull away slowly as my parents saw I would stop attending church as much as I was used to and just not as involved in some of the programming and activities that the church was holding and my relationship with God started to dwindle.
0: Josh and myself are very much alike and I would try to give him advice and uh, he would just tell me, yes, dad I know. And I knew he wasn't listening. And so we had some uh, exchange of words many times and uh, it was a frustrating experience for me as a parent. And uh, I just had to walk away because I was so upset. And I would try and get my wife to uh, take over, maybe she could make more sense than I can because she had more patience. So it was a a trying experience for sure. I was uh, kind of worried that he might be uh, taking drugs or something at that point because he was getting sick a lot. He was always complaining that he was tired and uh, he wasn't, always seemed like himself he was uh, kind of grumpy a lot with me so you know it was really hard as a parent to try to get through and communicate with him so i was worried for
1: him josh and i were very close and he would in me a lot but there was times when he would just shut me out and just say i need to be alone mom and you know give me give me some time which i did but in that time i was like what's going on with him why isn't he talking to me um and again just had to give it to god because there was nothing that i could do at that point but pray and have faith that god would protect him and that he would bring him back
2: Mm -hmm. what did that look like for you
1: um on my knees (laughs) and uh you know reading the bible passages for the promises and just um
0: having faith
1: yeah you know remembering what my dad had taught us and my mom too um they had been through some trying times with my siblings as well so i knew that god would was faithful and that he would he would come through for us i knew that so there was a a lot of tears and um, i had to spend a lot of time praying and reading the Bible and, you know, just talking to other friends and family that had been through similar experiences. But I didn't have my dad at that point, and he was my confidant. So that was very, uh, a difficult time for sure.
3: So Josh... Looking forward, you are now actively involved as an elder in your church. You're working at Kingsway College with young people and have an amazing influence with them. What happened? How did you get from where you were to where you are now, presently?
4: You know, it was a long journey. Um, Getting into hookup culture and going to clubs and partying every weekend became kind of the norm for me. pulling out with even some of the friends that I used to hang out with church, we ended up all leaving together. And it was very hard for me to come back. I actually reached a breaking point with that group and with my own life, where I was laying in my bed one night and I was just staring at a bottle of pills, whether thinking about whether to continue living or not. And I felt like there was an internal voice that spoke to me that said, am I really gonna let this moment and this situation define my life and my future forever? And I responded to that question with no. And so moving forward, I had to rediscover who I was, my identity, um, what I believed in, my faith. And it took me on this journey when I had so many supportive people like my friends in college that I had met that helped me on this journey, um, to working at Frenda um, where I just came back to the faith and I had such supportive people that I mentioned earlier that just really nurtured and helped my faith to grow and to recover. Um, Along that process, you know, there was dietary changes, there were spiritual changes that happened with me, and it just really helped me to understand who God was as a loving father, who wanted me to come back and to take care of me.
3: And then you met your sweet wife, Alicia. Tell us about her.
4: Yes, she's a big inspiration of mine. Alicia is so patient, she's so stable, not like me, (laughs) kind and loving, and she really helped to get my Christian experience on a really level playing field, and just to show me uh, what true love looks like. Always being there for me, always caring about me, always just looking out for me, and uh, being such a supportive girlfriend and now wife and soon-to-be mother. uh, I'm so proud of her, and uh, she's an integral part of my Christian experience of me getting to know God.
1: So Alicia, which is Josh's wife now, um, has been a very positive influence in his life. When Josh turned 25, we were up at Camp Franda, and uh, you know how you blow out the candles and make a wish. So he said then that he would like to find a good Christian wife. And so we were praying that he would meet somebody, and God answered our prayers there. And, and she came um, for a weekend, and they made a connection. And uh, I could tell from the very first time I met Alicia that she also had a strong connection with, with God, and that that was, uh, that was an answer to prayer. That, very, uh, positive very
0: positive experience meeting her, yeah, her family. So, it was wonderful.
2: Your walk with God is, is one that's also influencing others. Um, how do you put that together with your own struggle? Like, every day, of course, you're getting closer to Jesus. Uh, what does that look like in the dorm for you?
4: In the dorm, it just means taking time away from what I want to do and making sure that I prioritize time for the students. The guys, they're constantly going through different struggles and things on a day-to-day basis that most people don't see or are not aware of. And so for me, just carving that time out of my day to take five minutes and listen to what they're going through, to ask them questions, to give them some life advice, to not make the same mistakes that I did. Those are the kinds of things that really help my relationship with God grow. And it actually teaches me things about myself and about my character um, just by spending time with them and seeing what they're going through.
2: Do you feel like the journey that you went on has made you stronger?
4: Definitely. It's it's definitely helped me to have a better understanding of just the human experience, and especially the teenage years. When things are uncertain, people are not sure um, what they are doing, where they're going, what they believe. And just to be that positive Christian support for them, when I didn't have that, Um, It makes a huge difference and impact in their life and it helps them to see that someone really cares about them Not just me, but God also cares about them and loves them.
2: What, What kind of advice do you give to young people?
4: I tell them to take their time to slow down to really think things through one of the best pieces of advice that I received when I was in college was respond always and never react because when you react Things are just blown away out of proportion and things don't go the way they should. But if you take a pause, you take time to reflect, it will help you later on to make the correct decision and for everything to go smoothly the way it should.
2: And what about parents? Parents who may have seen, like your parents did, their children leave the faith or maybe even grandparents see their grandchildren leave the faith. Uh, What would you say to them?
4: Pray always. Make sure that you're super loving supportive and kind with them it's a process and sometimes it takes time for them to realize who is actually loving and caring and supportive in their life and who's a fake so as long as you can be there to support them and encourage them and nurture them without being judgmental it will go wonders for their experience and their your character will shine through and your children will see that they are loved and cared for by their parents and people that love them. Did you ever
2: feel like your parents were saying, hey, you know, putting down a hard line and saying, Josh, uh, you need to get your life together.
4: Yeah, actually several times, um, both my parents would give me some side advice that was, you know, encouraging, but also firm. um, And they were really desperate to get me back to church because they knew that if I left the church completely or if I left church for an extended period of time, it would not be good for me long-term. And so they would constantly ask and remind, but really just their love and their support was what made a huge difference. Not being as judgmental as I had expected and being inquisitive of what I was going through and my experiences really helped to bring me back. And I'm sure the prayers that they prayed also helped immensely in God reaching out to me and helping me to get back to faith and back to Him.
0: First of all, I'd like to uh, give the honor and glory to God for answering our prayers. It was tough to see the things that were happening and what He was going through, but uh, the Lord saw us through. He answered our prayers, so I just want to tell other parents out there, there is hope. and. Thinking back, my parents always prayed for me and my experience wasn't always perfect. I had uh, slipped away myself many times, but I always hung in there. And it's the prayers of the parents that make the difference.
3: Josh, I really like the statement that you made to respond and not react. And I think that's what us as parents need to do too. We need to respond in love and not to react with the guilt and the shame and the rules and you should have, you should have, but just- Which is
2: all driven by fear, right?
3: That's correct, yeah. 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 But we don't need to have fear because perfect love casts out all fear. We just have to have faith that God is gonna save our children and that He, because He loves them more than what we do.
2: Yes,
3: absolutely. mm -hmm.
2: So Josh, we've come to the end of our time together, but I'd like to ask you to pray. Pray for uh, parents, grandparents who are perhaps worried, that they can hold on to the promises of God uh, to claim promises like Isaiah 49 25 that I will save your children says the Lord And, uh, and also pray for those who may have left the faith you know children grandchildren who have who have drifted away that they will hear the voice of God that they will come back they'll be drawn back to his love maybe even those pray for those who have never heard the voice of God don't know him at all have never gone to church that they can hear him now calling them and drawing them with his love and showing them a better way to live.
4: Absolutely. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just wanna thank you so much for being with us today. We thank you for the opportunity to just share a little bit about how you worked in my life, putting me in your hands of grace. And I just wanna pray for all the parents and grandparents who might be fearful right now, Might be afraid of losing their children losing them to drugs alcohol pornography any of the things that are just relevant in this world to distract them from the loving relationship that you want them to have to experience life to its fullest and i just pray that you would be with the parents to claim the promises of the bible as pastor mike shared you will save those children lord if the people and the parents and the family pray And I also just wanna pray God for those who have not had a faith-based experience, who don't know you, that their hearts may be open to you, that they may hear your voice, and especially those who have left, that God, you will bring them back to the fold in such a mighty and powerful way. Thank you so much for this time and bless everyone watching. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. amen. Amen.
3: Josh, thank you so much for joining us on It Is Written Canada today and sharing your testimony.
4: And thank you so much for having me. I feel so blessed. Friends, whenever
2: life doesn't make sense or I'm feeling down and discouraged, I pick up this little book, Help in Daily Living. And we would like to send this book to you free of charge.
3: If you're feeling like the wheels are falling off and your life is becoming unglued, or if your wheels are simply spinning and you're not getting anywhere, you will find solutions in this little book, Help in Daily Living. Before you go, we would like to thank all of you who have supported the Ministry of Eddie's Written Canada with your prayers and financial contributions. Without your support, this television ministry could not have reached so many people for so many decades. Yes,
2: thank you. And we would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also listen to our podcasts. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs.
3: You too can experience the fullness of life finding the words of Jesus when He said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God.
0: Ah. Oh. And he's actually been... a uh gotten us back on track, I meant to say that he has really been an influence for us to uh, get more closer to God. Josh says, guys, you got to wake up. The Lord's coming soon, so we have to get ready. So he was quite a positive influence on our lives, too. So we're thankful for that.